Well, 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 hello. Welcome to episode two of Coach Ani the Podcast. I'm sure you're like, wait, wait, wait. I kind of know this dude. He seems a little bit familiar. What is he doing here? Okay. In case you don't know, this is Steven, my boyfriend. Do you want to like introduce yourself? I'm Steve. <laughs> uh, not sure where else to go from there. I'm sure you'll get to know me more throughout the podcast, if not from uh, Ani's social. But hey. <laughs> I'm Steve. That reminded me of that kid. Who's that kid that's like, I like turtles. Do you remember that? I don't. <laughs> oh no. I will now have to find and put it on my social media at some point, but it's, it's never mind. We're going to move on from that. Okay. So here's the reason that Steven is here on the podcast. It's not just because he's my boyfriend, like that fits into the topic of conversation today, but I actually wanted to bring him on. Um, in case you don't know, we live together, four dogs. It's a wild household, but more importantly, I really want to talk about the subject of women who make more than men, who outproduce their boyfriends or outproduce their husbands. I feel like a dick already laughing about it. I feel but, like this was just her way of telling everybody <laughs> that she makes more money than me. It's, it's not, no, I swear to God, there is a point to this conversation. But to really, because I feel like I've talked about it before and been like, it doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. But it's different coming from a woman than coming from a man. And hearing from a man's perspective, so I guess like I'll give background on you. Do you want to give background on like your relationship? We kind of like talked about it before. You don't mean to do that. Uh, if you want to lead into it and then just cue per me in. Perfect. So Stephen was married before um, and inside of that relationship, he was the primary income earner. And inside of that, obviously there's, I feel like that's like the typical thing, you know, like men are supposed to be like, ah, producer, I make money. Here's an allowance. Is that like a thing still? Do husbands get their wives allowances? Uh, I'm not sure. So <laughs> I definitely not in our case, despite how many times you ask. Um, <laughs> but I will say in my profession, I travel for work. I'm a traveling driller. So a lot of the people in my field have a very traditional uh, household to where the, the husband is traveling a lot. So the wife would usually stay home take care of the children, take care of the household, things like that. That's not to say that's an all construction, but yeah. just in my field, it's very relevant there. And this was the first time that I've been in a relationship where I had a partner who did out earn me and there were wild benefits to it that I absolutely love because I had been in relationships before where there's just a lot of stress and a lot of pressure um, to provide the income. So can I ask you, like coming from a man, like how does that feel? Because I, as a woman, like, obviously I don't have that pressure. I feel like the stigma is literally opposite for me of like, you don't need to make money. You find a rich man, you marry rich, which Frank, I'm just going to address that really quick. That's such a fucking gross mentality to me. Every single time I've heard women say like, my mom just told me to marry rich and find a rich husband. And I've said before, I love you. I'm my own rich husband. I want to be independently wealthy and then like have someone where we come together and not be like, I need you to work yourself to the bone. So can you kind of talk about how that feels though? Like being the man in a relationship and having had to provide everything and knowing like if it did not come from you and your work ethic, like you guys weren't gonna have it. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of pressure that goes into the relationship. And I would find myself snapping a little bit more regularly than, than you know, just it, it's a lot of weight for any one person to carry. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel like it was a partnership. I felt like 
it was like, you know, I was the bank and I had to say yes to things and no to things. And it's not because I didn't want to do things. It's because I financially could not afford to do those things. And when it's just you always saying no, because you have to be so focused on like, okay, well, yeah, I'd love to go do that, but we also need to pay rent. I'd love to go do that, but we have a car payment. And it's almost like you become the bad guy. Like, oh, yes. Steve doesn't let us do anything fun, which I'm not saying your ex-wife was like that, but like, I feel like that's almost what it becomes. It's like, you're the bad guy when really like, you're just doing your best. Yeah, and a lot of times it's your, you kind of become a little bit more selfish with your money. And I know that, you know, managing a household and take care of kids and taking care of everything is a lot of work. I will never discredit any of that. But it's just coming down to like, you're spending so much money on things that you don't care about that much or it's, you know, you don't really want to do. So being in a partnership where your your significant other just buys what they want, does what they want, like there's no stress to it. It's like, yeah, I can manage what I have to manage and you can manage what you have to manage. And then together we can go on vacations, we can go on trips and mm-hmm. it's just a uh, very, very much less stress when it comes to the relationship. You mean less stress being the way it is now? Yes. Okay, sorry. I just want to clarify that. So no one's like, wow, Stephen said it's way <laughs> less stress when the men make all the money. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's very, spre- uh, very stressful, especially when uh, your partner has expensive taste. So. Okay, well, <laughs> pay for my own thank you. But so, okay, so let's kind of jump from... You were obviously the main income earner and now you and I met and obviously like you guys know, if you know me from any classes, you know, my favorite thing to say is like, I'm my own sugar daddy, which I, I take a lot of pride in. I think that's a very like empowering place to be because one thing that Steven and I, when we started dating, which, okay, in case you wanted to know, we met on Tinder. (laughs) I'm going to tell you guys a quick story. Didn't think that was coming up. (laughs) No, it's coming out now. Okay. We met on Tinder. And our first date was like eight hours long, right? And inside of that, we actually took my two Frenchies and his dog Bernadette, a German Shepherd Poodle, to the park. And there happened to be mud everywhere. And dogs in mud, like, you know they're going to go crazy. So sweet baby boy Ronald, he's running, he's in the mud. And all of a sudden, he runs up to Stephen because we're sitting on the ground having like a little picnic runs up to Steven, jumps over his lap, which if you know Frenchies, some can jump, some, Ronald's a tank. He just kind of like glided over Steven's leg. All of a sudden I look down at his lap, mud everywhere. And I'm like, oh my God, this is it. Like if he gets mad over my dog getting his pants muddy, we're never seeing each other again. Well, and then from my side, I knew that if I did get mad, I'm never going to see this girl again. Like there's zero chance. Like I I cannot. You're going to criticize my baby boy? Yeah, it can't happen. (laughs) So... Steven looks down because I see this little line of mud going across his leg and eternally I'm like, oh my God, that was, that was Ronald's penis. Ronald, Ronald drug his dick across his leg. I was like, oh no. And Steven looks down and he just goes, is that his dick? And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, but yes. <laughs> and you know, that's when we're here now we're here almost two years later. So that's anyway how we met. But it was so interesting because I feel like when we first met, I feel like a lot of people are in relationships. I don't want to say a lot. I'm just going to say I have had the experience where pe- women have spoken to me and they feel like stuck in a relationship because it's a need. I can't leave him because I need it's the house or you need the money or can't support yourself. And then you and I met. It was the vast polar opposite. Yeah. 
Like, I have my own house, I have my own car, I buy my own shit, I have two dogs, I treat them like human children, I spend way too much money on them, like, all the things to where now, do you feel like us having started dating, the things that you, I don't want to say normally would, like, woo a woman with, like, wow, like, didn't work for me? I feel like the gifts that I do or acts have to be a lot more thought out, Mm -hmm. and they have to be more sentimental. It's not... I anything that you want, you'll just buy for yourself. So me just buying you things with no intent or meaning behind it is pretty useless. Yeah. So I have to do things that you wouldn't normally do for yourself or wouldn't normally buy for yourself or like, I mean, I love cooking. So I love making dinner. And that's one way that I show appreciation. Whereas someone in a different position may just buy a gift for like an anniversary or something like that. I would prefer to like make a dinner and buy flowers and like show show my love in more actful ways instead of just gifts. Yeah, and that works really well, which coming to like the guy part of like a woman who out earns a man, I do think it becomes more so like I can't buy my way out of shit. I can't like buy the affection, buy the love, buy the appreciation because when a woman is able to do that for herself, it's not that it loses value, but it's just like, I would rather you put thought into something else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so, so I'm going to say this as a woman, because we're talking about the topic of how, when you're in a relationship where the woman outproduces the man, what that does to a man. Cause I feel like a lot of men are like, it, they take a hit. They, they're like, they're, what's the word I'm trying to say? Like their confidence takes a hit. They feel like their value takes a hit. Like their masculinity takes a hit because all of a sudden they're like, I'm not a man because I'm not providing with money. I feel like that would be more insecure men that they feel like that that's what they bring to the table. Like if I don't have this money here, then uh, I'm not sure what I was going with that. But if, if I'm not producing financially, then how else can I produce? They don't have to be thoughtful. They don't have to be romantic. They don't have to do the little things during the day because the the money is the one thing that they provide that is the big thing in their eyes. Like we we value the mon like people's monetary value more than their sentimental value or their um, romantic value. Yeah, I think that can definitely be the case for some guys that they're like, oh great, now I have to like put thought behind it. But what do you think about the guys where they're really they're not trying to be an asshole? Like they're not trying to be a dick about it and be like, I want to do this. Because I feel like that's just how the way the way the world is. It's expected that the man make more money than the woman, which is why also when if we're going to talk about women's equality and rights, women don't make as much as men for doing the exact same job. So I feel like it's a stigma. It's what it's like what men are taught. You are a man. And as a man, you must make more than a woman and you must provide more than a woman. So sometimes I don't even think it's like an insecurity. It's more so like this is how you were taught and this is how you were brought up and this is how you were raised. Well, that's that's the thing with men is like you are taught like you're a provider. You provide a good life. You provide a, a happy family. You provide all these things. And if you are not able to provide those, then what are you? Like you're... It's basically saying like you're not a man if you can't do this. Exactly. And I think that's such fucking bullshit. So, like that's so messed up. So that will have a lot of like insecurities like rooted into men that if they are not able to provide... Mm-hmm. Like that's their one thing that they're supposed to do is provide. And if you can't do that, then what are you left with? Mm, I totally see what you're saying now. And so I know for me as, as the woman, as the woman of the relationship, but as the woman of the relationship for me, 
it becomes a, okay, it's not that you cannot provide for us financially. We both make similar money. Like I just happen to make more, but for me, it always becomes a thought of you provide in like every other way. So many more ways that for me, to be honest, I think I would rather make more than you and have you provide in those other ways than you not provide in those <laughs> ways and you make more money. <laughs> well, Is that messed up? No, like that's like, obviously you'd still want me to, and I, I, even if I was making more, I would still do those things just because that's kind of who I am as a person. Yeah. But it, yeah, it is definitely, uh, I think it's kind of an ego thing to where um, if you're making more money or you you hold more cards or something, but that's not a partnership. That's not a relationship. No. No. That's someone trying to have the upper hand on the other person in the relationship. But again, that's not a partnership. So, okay. So let's say there are men listening now, right? Maybe the woman played in the car. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. You guys, you, you. So let's say there are men listening and they're like, okay, well, Steve, that sounds great. But I, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to overcome. And I don't want to say ego in a bad way. So please don't take it like, ooh, you have such an ego. Everybody has an ego. Like, it's just how I feel like how you handle your ego that mm -hmm. makes a difference. So can you give the men who are listening maybe some examples of how you provide still as the man of the relationship, but when it does not come to money? Uh, I have a lot. I know <clears throat> how you do it. But can you, like the things off the top of your head. I guess it would just be being more thoughtful in the relationship. Um, you know, just the little things of if I'm going to the grocery store, like just a constant, like, hey, do you need me to pick up anything? I'm making dinner. I noticed that something needed to be fixed around the house. Like me personally, I love my honey-do list. Like that's one of my favorite things. So just, <laughs> just doing things that are not necessarily like monetary value, but they, they provide value in the relationship. Mm -hmm. But those are also things that, I don't want to say make you feel like a man, but because you're providing, you're doing something that potentially I can't do, like fixing shit around the house. Although I'll be honest, it depends on how stubborn I'm being. Oh yeah. You won't move this chair for me right now. I can move this chair right now. <laughs> I've watched this woman try to drag a king size bed across a bedroom because I was busy. But did I do it? <laughs> Got it halfway there. But I did it though. <laughs> I mean, hey, I turned into the Hulk all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Just so much noise coming from downstairs. Had to go down and check. Out like, of breath, on the ground. Bed is halfway across the room. I'm I'm amazed that she got it that far. <laughs> it's a huge bed, guys. It's like a it's a yeah, it's a king size temper beating. That is the heaviest thing I've ever felt. But I was willing it <laughs> to move across the room. Okay, but. Going back to, yes, the thoughtful, sentimental things. But even you doing those things, like I said, that to me, and I would say gives you value because I feel like that sounds kind of like gross, but everybody wants to have value in a relationship. Everybody wants to like produce something in it, you know? Yeah. I feel like you doing the things that I cannot do, like you're right, fixing stuff around the house. I'm gonna be honest, guys, a big one. I don't cook. It's not because I can't. Like before I met him, I cooked, okay? I don't like it. I don't reheated is not cooking. Well, no, 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 no. I cooked not as often as you do, but I cooked in general. I was still healthy esque. Okay, but <laughs> I don't like cooking. I don't like cooking. I don't want to cook. It's not fun for me. I know some women like love it like you do. It's not my jam. Steven meal preps for both of us like twice a week. 
So for me, that makes me so happy. There was one time, guys, he had to go out of town. They gave him like a 12 hour notice. It was nighttime. They were like, you're on a flight tomorrow morning. Like you need to be out here. He, he didn't have time to cook me food for the next three days. I was like, what happened to the fridge? <laughs> <laughs> Why is the fridge empty? I don't understand. It probably did take me a whole like, day and a half to be like, all right, I guess I have to cook now. because Just eating plain turkey sandwiches for three days until you start cooking. <laughs> percent what I did I cooked after let that be known I did after but yeah but to me that means a lot you're feeding me you're taking time to do it 95% of the time he's also doing the dishes which I mean I also appreciate but we I would say also have an understanding he loves the kitchen I like cleaning the floors vacuuming swiffering mopping all those things that's like my favorite but I'll also say other things you do um this sounds weird but it's simple shit that I don't want to have to ask you to do mowing the lawn. I never ask you to do it. You just do it. Um, Weed eating the lawn. Which needs to be done right now. So I feel like this is a plug (laughs) for that. (laughs) Man, you know how you keep the lawn looking really nice? (laughs) Most of the time. No, you even said this morning you need to do it. So this is not like me taking a jab at you. (laughs) But I feel like you doing things before I have to say like, Stephen, can you please do this? You always take the trash cans to the curb and you always bring them back in. You know how I feel about that? I'm going to sound, here I am saying like, women's empowerment. I don't know what it is. I don't think a woman should have to take out the trash. No. I don't know how to do it. I don't, I don't think there's it. anything wrong with that. I don't want to touch it. Every time I do, it's like two fingers like, like clawing into it. It grosses me out so bad. But you always take out the trash. You generally put a new trash bag in. Most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> I can't say you do it all the time. But things like that are so like valuable to me they matter if you know i'm having a bad day sending me flowers or even a text that's like i'm so proud of you you're doing amazing like those things mean more to me than anything you could buy me like anything in the world which is why i say i'd rather make more money and have you keep doing those things yeah that's fine i just won't buy anything anymore (laughs) (laughs) wow i didn't say never anniversary took the garbage out you are welcome how devastating would that be? Also say he breaks down all the boxes in the house. Because you're incapable of breaking a single box down. <laughs> Not incapable. I just don't like doing it. And I know you're going to do it. <laughs> you know, the first time he went to my garage, bear in mind, this is first date. This is, this is it. He's seeing my garage and he goes, you don't break down your boxes before you put them in the garbage can. I go, Ugh, no. And he goes, get it together. You're an adult. I was like, oh, you're throwing shade on day one? Had to. What is this? <laughs> but I think that's like the biggest thing I really want people to take away is it's the value is not just found in money. I feel like no matter what the stigma is and what society has said for you to be a man, you must make more. Just like they tell me for you to be a woman, you must have children. Like, it's kind of dark. Like, that's pretty fucked up, if you ask me. So, but I feel like neither one of us have really fallen inside of any of those stigmas. But like I said, the biggest thing is you can't, if you're, if you are being out-earned by a woman and the woman in the relationship, find value and purpose and a way to, like, pour into her in a different way. So think about the things that she loves. What are the things she loves? Maybe it's flowers. Maybe it's books, maybe it's a certain color, a certain candy bar. Maybe there's just a certain time in the day where she wishes she had 20, 30 minutes to herself. 
I mean, honestly, like if you have kids or crazy dogs like we do, maybe you're just like, you know what, babe? I know it's been rough. I'm going to like take everyone out of the house for the next 30 minutes so you can just like chill. I yeah. I feel like a lot of women would be like th- like shocked, but they would be like, wow, thank you for taking care of that because they're all driving me insane. I will say like there's also the added security of when you're the primary breadwinner, you, if, if you don't have your job or you have a bad month, depending on what you're doing, like you're homeless. There's nothing that goes along in that. So being in this relationship, there's a buffer to where like I still work for a company. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen. I don't have like I've been with this company for 17 years, so I'm not going to get fired. I don't think I'm going to get fired, but you never know what's going to happen like that's my primary income. So the next day that could be gone. And then you need a support system around you. I can see you smirking. <laughs> um, a little, little close to home. Uh, but you need a support system around you to where in this relationship, if one of us happened to lose our job, we're going to be fine. Like, well, I it'll... mean, let's just address the elephant room. That literally obviously happened like huh. two, three weeks ago now that, yeah, like it was a Friday. I was brought into the office and I was fired and definitely was a surprise like it was not like a you might lose your job in two weeks it was like hey surprise i literally text Stephen. and i go i just got fired and he did we have red receipts on just for each other and he didn't see it so home and i go hey babe I need you to look at your phone he goes okay he looked at it and he comes back and goes i'm sorry what i was like yeah i have to call you back i'm still in the office backing up my shit so <laughs> i had no idea that was coming but <laughs> at the same time there was no like panic of like what are we gonna do it was yeah. just like okay, what are the next steps? Mm-hmm. What do we do now? We are financially secure enough to where it's okay. Like we have we have things in place to where we're not gonna be homeless. We're not gonna starve. We have, you know, we have four dogs, like everything's gonna be okay. But it's just, okay, what are the next steps moving forward? Yeah. And I feel like in a single income family, if that person loses their job, that is all out panic moment of like, what the hell do we do? And that can spiral very quickly. Well, and I feel like especially if it's the man that has the job and the man gets let go, all of a sudden, when you only, when you have your own value set into like, I want to say like one container, like I'm the man of the relationship. My value is bringing in money for the household. And that all of a sudden goes away. Like, God forbid you lose your job. The company shuts down, you're fired, whatever it is. All of a sudden, you almost feel like a worthless piece of shit. You're like, the only way that I brought value into this relationship was through money. I now have no money coming in, which means I now have no value, even though that's not true. So I feel like that's why, guys, you can't, if you're a man and you're listening to this, as the woman I'm telling you, you are not viewed at, you are not viewed as, as less because you make less money. Like that's, that's just not how it is. And If you still feel that way, number one, I actually recommend like you say something to your spouse. Like I was, when I obviously like when I got fired, I know I came to you, I think it was like that night. I'm actually 90% sure you were still at work because I called you and I was like, Steven. And I was like, okay, I'm like, I just want you to know. I'm like, I don't want you to feel stressed out. I don't want you to feel like you have to take on all of our bills. Like I'm going to figure this out, blah, blah, blah. And do you remember your response? I mean, I do. I do. Don't, but I'm sure it was very heartfelt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I said something really nice, right? Definitely you profound. You, it was very profound getting it tattooed on my left <laughs> butt cheek. <laughs> but I love pointing to my it's right. It's just all Harry Potter and then that. <laughs> well, 
so when I when I said that to you, your response was like, whoa, you're like, Ani, hold on. You're like, that thought didn't even come to mind. That was not a concern for me. I know you and you'll be perfectly fine. And you actually go, maybe you should take the next couple weeks off. Because I was like, plan, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And you're like, whoa, maybe take a couple weeks off. I'm like, I'm not taking a couple weeks off. I got shit to do. And which was fine. Like, I like how busy I've been. But even that moment was still very cool for me Mm -hmm. to be like, okay, I know Steven's got us if he needs to. And he's cool with me taking a couple weeks off, but I'm not going to because I don't want to. But even that moment, just support, emotional support of like, you're okay. You're going to be fine. You're smart. You're beautiful. You're amazing. You're talented. I'm proud of you. Like, I know men want to hear that. So women listening, you got to give your partner some fucking credit some days. Just because you expect them to do X, Y, Z and they do it does not mean that it's still not a kind gesture. And I'm going to use like your cooking for an example. I'm used to you cooking. Like I'm just used to you always doing it. But that does not mean that I now take it for granted that I'm like, you didn't cook today. Well, what are we supposed to eat now? Like, that'd be so fucking gross. That'd be so, can you imagine if I did that? You're not going to cook. Well, who's making us food? I don't know, Uber Eats. (laughs) For sure, Uber Eats. Somewhere else. Chinese two nights ago, see, I was like, I don't really feel like cooking. I'm like, great, what would you like me to order? Mm-hmm. And that's your contribution for the, uh, the food of the household. <laughs> that's my contribution. Hey, I always make sure we have your favorite drinks on hand. Spindrift is always in the house. Absolutely. And my avocados. And that's... Yeah, lime and lemon spindrift. Everything else is just trash. See, that's how I help contribute to the groceries. There we go. Ta-da. So, Stephen, words of like wisdom, because we're coming to the end of the podcast. If you were talking to a man who's like, Steve, I'm struggling. Like I've been that guy. I'm used to providing, but I don't need more. She makes more money. She does hair. She's amazing. She's great. Blah, blah. What would be like your piece of advice for him to just be able to like, almost like let that stress and anxiety and pressure go to then like move past it with his lady? I would say just take a breath. It's awesome. Like not being the sole income of a family is huge. To where there's a buffer, you have a support system, you have a partner, you're a team. Like it's it's just one more thing that's not on your plate to where like as, as a man or a woman, like whatever you're doing, you have a lot on your plate as is. Mm-hmm. And if you're the sole financial support system for your family, just revel in the fact that you don't have to be. Mm-hmm. Like if your partner makes more money close to or even like, that's amazing. You're you're not one bad decision away from losing everything. And it also gives you a position or puts you in a position to where if you are in a company that you don't like, you're not being respected, you don't have to hang out in a job that you hate. You have options. You can start your own thing. You can work towards something else. Like It just gives you a little bit of breathing room to where you know, missing a paycheck is not the end of the world. Yeah. And for me, it's, you know, I'll speak for the women and then I'll speak to the men as well. But for the women, you know, if you know that the man that you're with is struggling with this, look, validate him in other ways. Tell him thank you for the little things that he does. Remind him how much you appreciate him, how much you love him. Like those words of affirmation, I think most men are very much so like words of affirmation. They love that. They they need to hear it. They need to know that they're still appreciated even though they're not making the most money in the household. It's so stupid. It literally doesn't matter. Now for the guys, if you're a man and you're listening to this, 
find other ways to provide value for your partner. Whatever that might look like, little things that you know in the long run will, I always say like their love bucket will fill up their love bucket, will make them feel loved, appreciated, seen, heard, instead of just like, you're, if you're used to like throwing money at the problem or buying them things, or maybe that's never been the case and you've just always been outproduced, that's okay too. You're not viewed at as less. And that's coming from a woman who makes more than a man, like the man in the relationship. So for me, it's just focus on something else. Like really focus on providing in a different way that you are able to and want to, and that she would appreciate because I firmly believe money does not buy happiness. No, absolutely. I'm a firm believer. I do agree. It can definitely relieve stress. It can make give people the ability to have more experiences and experiences to me are happiness. But you cannot think that money and only money are going to make someone happy. So, guys, thanks for coming. Let's give Steven a round of applause. Yay. <laughs> oh, my God. Thanks. Nice to meet everybody. Yeah, this was really great. And I'll say one of the other really cool things is that I've actually, Steven's been creating his own company for the past, oh my gosh, like year now, I want to say. Uh, yeah, about 18 months. <sighs> wow. It's been wild watching this. So also seeing you like go to work at your normal job, come home. Um, he started a company called Heavy Handed, which is actually hand care for athletes, which has been really rad because your body gets <laughs> wrecked. But it's also been very cool and like inspirational watching that happen. So I'm sure you guys will hear about this another day, but just to even see you doing all that is like, it like pushes me like, and I'm also going to say it, not that I want to win, but like, oh, I want to make more than you. Well, and there's like yeah. the, the added support system of I can focus on other things because when I want to transition into um, entrepreneurship, I, I have a partner who is financially stable that we can tackle this together. It's yeah. not I am stuck in one field where that is my primary income. Yeah. So guys, thank you so much for being here with us. This is this is our first ever podcast, babe. We did it. Wow, could you imagine if we had missed that? How fucking embarrassing that would have been. Oh, uh, <laughs> look at the elbow. Elbow. You always do this. Nailed it. So guys, thank you so much for being here on episode two of Coach Oni the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it and that you got some kind of value, not just from a woman's perspective, woman's perspective, but also a man's perspective on what it's like when a female, the woman out earns a man inside of a relationship. So I'll be coming back every single week um, with a new episode. If there's a particular topic that you would like to hear, feel free to send me a message on Instagram. So guys, thank you for being here on Coach Ani the Podcast and uh, we'll see you next week.